Welcome to Running Is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart. And you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. Welcome back, everyone. There's more bullshit on the way for you. But first of all, hello to our Facebook top fans. We've finally got top fans on Facebook. It's something I turned on like four months ago and it just never happened. But now we have fans. But how I want to know what the criteria of the Facebook top fan is because I'm a top fan like Lad Bible. And believe me, I'm not a top fan of Lad Bible. <laughs> that is so perfect for you. <laughs> yeah, did you when, it, when it asked you to like turn on that badge, did you accept? I, I don't know. I can't remember. But I, I know I'm a top fan. Oh, well done. I'm so proud. <laughs> well, thank you to our top fans. Sharon Fox, Earl Chooksbury. Is that... I think that's that someone called Earl Chooksbury, not like the Earl of Chooksbury. That would be quite cool. Mm. <laughs> Danny Norman, Irene Bosco, and also Tessa Habley, who is our extra special friend, who because she bought a Running His BS buff recently, but she didn't buy it for herself, which is even better. It's a perfect way to get merch from us. Buy it from us, but don't wear it yourself. She uh, yeah. has inflicted it on Darren Wood, who now has his very own piece of merch. So we can only assume that, as with the podcast itself, he hated it at first, but it's slowly going to grow on. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, it's Christmas coming up, so it is the season to buy podcast merch for someone else. You maybe haven't heard of us before and it's a bit confused when you buy it for them, but you're supporting the show. Perfect. Little stocking filler there. <laughs> That's something you say, so, isn't it? Little tagline. <laughs> Amy, now, I know you, yeah, partially what's been wrong with you this week, so I'm not <laughs> going to take the piss as much for you not running, but... Um, Come yeah. on, just, just people are going to love this, by the way. Uh, well, this week... And we want detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week, my arse has been running more than I have because I've Ooh. had food poisoning. So, yeah, that was a thing. You know what? I feel like my life is just... Since I started this podcast, it's been a series of misfortunes that have held me back from running. And it's getting to the point where people probably think I'm making up excuses. But I legitimately had um fruit poisoning this week so I, on monday yeah. i wasn't feeling too good and i ended up not going to work because i wasn't feeling great i didn't fancy the commute but i thought you know it's probably just a bad cold or something but oh i need to go to the toilet went, went to do my business in the toilet and just projectile vomited all over the floor Amazing. and that's that <laughs> was the start of a whole week of feeling like absolute shit yeah, so I, I didn't eat anything until properly until Thursday, and even then I couldn't retain it. Uh, um, so yeah, today's the first day I ventured into the outside world for a week. I'm sure um, the outside world appreciated that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, there she is, Amy, she's back. We thought she was gone, but she's back, yay. What's what's that slight smell? Yeah, but yay, hooray. <laughs> and the worst thing is, I don't know whether I mentioned this on the podcast before, because, you know, I don't talk about running here, I talk about... Uh, sort of issues in my life really yeah. <laughs> uh, my life is bullshit basically uh, but my toilet hasn't been working so we're having to flush the toilet with a bucket because the uh, the system isn't working the system had like a massive crack in it um so we had to turn the water off to it and flush it with a bucket so it's been like that for the last month and then yeah this week i've had food poisoning with a broken oh. toilet so you can only imagine shitting and vomiting and then having to fill up a bucket in the sink and flush it with a bucket. <laughs> did, did those things happen at the same time at any point? What, shitting and vomiting? Yes. The first time, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Second, the, the next few times is okay. Not, not both. Because I wasn't eating anything, so there's not much there. <laughs> it's only happened to me once, but you have to make a very quick decision, don't you? 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. It was just on the floor. The the, the sick <laughs> like it just happened on the floor. I just had to. So um, yeah, that that's been my week. So as you can imagine, I haven't been hashtag building up the mileage this week. I've been hashtag building up my fluids. <laughs> yeah, you've you've just been emptied for a week. I have, I have. I feel this is like uh, you know how some celebrities and stuff go on a retreat and they're like clonically irrigate irrigates or whatever it is where they yeah, get yeah. everything out and it's like a fresh start and it's quite. A spiritual thing that's mine now i feel like i've got a fresh slate to start from and the thing is they pay all that money for it and all they need is papa john's pizza apparently you know what we're not getting a sponsor now but it was a papa john's pizza yeah i'm not you know pointing any fingers but i am saying it was a papa john's pizza on sunday night well there is a little piece of papa john in everyone so oh, and on my bathroom floor and in my toilet and down my sink now so <laughs> And splashed all over the place. That's terrific. Thank you and so much. That, and one last, one last little detail to set the scene. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, love it. As I'm going through all this, like outside the toilet, like throwing up everywhere, shitting, and the cat is outside scratching at the door <laughs> to come in, and I'm going, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" Oh, it was just chaos. But like, the cat thinks it wants to come in, but it doesn't. Oh, it does not want to come in. And then having to go out and get stuff to clear everything up and the cat's still trying to get in. I'm like, no, you do not want to be in there. Why do you want to be in there so bad? Yeah. It's not right. No. No. I hope your week was better than my week. <laughs> it was. I was going to say, are you, you're just on the water today, I can see. There's no interesting water. tea going on. Are you not, nope. you don't dare go anything more interesting than that at the moment? Um, I have been having tea, but okay. no, I'm just trying to keep my fluid levels up, really, because I'm okay. not very good at staying hydrated at the best of times, but no. it's probably important at the moment, because that's how people die, don't they? When they get, yes, like, that is way people die. Um, yeah. well, just to let uh, Maria know from last time, and all the other tea fans, what I've done today, I've combined a little bit of, well, the last remaining Wittard's chocolate chai tea with some other tea called Major Lambert Strong Tea, which I bought in Norwich, mix them together to make myself like is that okay i was about to say it's a tea cocktail that's a really dumb thing to say you've you've mixed teas i've mixed teas oh yeah god i didn't know we were stepping up i didn't know we're making our own blends oh yeah we are blending now oh my goodness i'm gonna have to next next time i'm gonna have to step this up and because i've got the loose was this with the loose leaf then you just mix together different i'm gonna have to have a go at this well the chocolate chai has got all kinds of interesting things in but not really very much tea so i put some actual tea in as well Okay, we're evolving now. So next episode, I will have some some of my own blend. Nice. For sure. That sounds really bad after what I've just been talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> some of my own blends of tea. <laughs> of tea, yes. Thank you for finishing yes. that sentence off. Right. Uh, so seven minutes in, should we talk about running? No, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've done my life update, so that's what everyone wants yeah. to hear. We'll talk about you running now. That that thing you do. I did some running. Isn't that exciting? Um, cross country again the other week. Uh, it was fine. It was only two laps instead of three. It was a very nice place. Can't really complain that much. Um, the thing that really kind of got me there is I was running around. A guy overtook me. I mean, a guy overtook me in his 60s. Great. Um, but his vest was threadbare. And I, I just like, it's got, it had a stripe around it um, and all the seams on it like most of the seams were kind of partially undone and it was just like there was patches on it where it looked like it had been I was gonna say it looked like it had been scratched the way it had been <laughs> I think it was just so old and it just been snagged on things and worn away and faded I mean like I get your your club loyalty and wearing your retro shirt but come on 
Yeah. Your, your club show can't be that much. Please buy a new one. It was it was really gross. Yeah, surely your club mates like, mate, come on. Or maybe <laughs> yeah, like, we'll, oh, there's, we'll there's the fair again. <laughs> like, we'll just chip in and buy him a new one. Come on. No, man. he'll be that guy at the club. Oh, here he comes. Fred Bear. <laughs> Fred Bear. <laughs> Fred Bear. <laughs> Amazing. Hold on. Fred, there's Fred. <laughs> you're dehydrated but you still got it yeah still got it (laughs) Um, i also actually went to a physio for the first time in a very long time because i've just got like really bored of like the whole hamstring and foot thing uh, Mm -hmm. which i've had for pretty much a year now i mean i could have gone early but you know um it turns out i have really flat feet i have no arches which is why i'm getting toe pain i thought it was um something to do with the metatarsal or stress Mm -hmm. fracture maybe because obviously i diagnosed myself from google Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out because my arches are low, my toe kind of bends weirdly. So when it goes up and down, it's kind of worn the joint. So that's why it hurts. And I can get some insoles for that. Insoles? Fucking hell, 300 quid I'm looking at for those, for custom ones. No, I'd rather just... My toe hurts. <laughs> yeah, I looked up a place and the assessment was £130. No. Just for the assessment. So I'm going to get some from like Boots or fucking Amazon for 10 quid yeah. and see if no, they just work just stuff some like tissue in your shoes, you know? Can't be that hard. It can't be that hard, no. That's all they are, aren't they? Just bits of material. Just bits of material. Yeah, I mean, you could say that about kind of any kind of clothes, really. (laughs) Yeah, and you can make make stuff, you know? (laughs) Spending all that money on shoes. Just a bit of material. Yeah, make your own. And also my hamstring, I've given me some exercises to do, which I'll actually do because they're easy. So I like that a lot. So hopefully, perhaps I might even be fixed at some point. Maybe. We can only hope. nice. But I went to a physio and I listened to the advice. And oh. the best thing was, he didn't say, don't run. He was like, no, nah, you're fine. Yes. Yeah. That's what my physio says when my knee was like, in the, it felt like it completely snapped. He's like, yeah, wait, we can then go out for a run. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, just do it. It's fine. Yeah, but then a lot of them say that they don't tell people to not run because they know they won't. There's no yeah, point yeah, yeah. say, don't run for three weeks because he said runners are dickheads and they'll just run. And they know that you're going to listen to what they say and then not actually do the exercises, so it's still going to hurt. So when you go back and say, oh, I tried running, it still hurts, they'll say, well, you didn't do the exercises, did you? You're going to, yeah, you're going to listen to the bits that you want to listen to. Yeah, yeah. Like, go for a run, not do these exercises three times a day. (laughs) So, uh, on the last episode, I mean, this is another great story obviously you've just told but we asked people what was their favorite recent amy gender story and by a vote of 52 to 48 percent the pigeon story wins hey it's a close one everyone loved the pigeon yeah it was uh thanks to everyone who said pigeon means pigeon and making the obvious jokes about 52 48 i did say on facebook if anyone makes that joke they will be banned we're living in a very divided nation aren't we it's divided times at the moment it's very very close that I'm not We're going to have to put Amy shivomiting into a second referendum. <laughs> shivomiting. <laughs> yeah, I came up with that when, when I did it before. It was good. It amused me for a little while. Speaking of which, oh, you'll appreciate this. Uh, this is the episode before last because we just forgot to put it in last time. Um, we asked on Facebook, what would it take to poo yourself in a race? Something we discussed a few episodes ago. So we put it out there. Keith Hollingsworth has come to us and he says a little squirt would be for a PB, a shorts filler for a few grand and having it run down my legs for a world record. God, I love that scale. I think that's the Hollingsworth scale. (laughs) The Hollingsworth scale of how much have you pooed yourself and for what reward? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh dear. What's, What's a little squirt? Like just following through a bit? Yeah, I guess so. Just a bit of moisture. 
<laughs> Bit of swamp ass. You can do the next one because it's perfect for you. And Martha Jade says, to be honest, just eating the wrong food the night before a race would be enough for me. So technically, the price of a Domino's. Don't I know it, Martha? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's eerily appropriate. It is. It is. Almost it... like she knew. Almost like she knew there was something up with the takeaway pizzas. <laughs> Don't do it. It's not worth it. Jonathan Carter says, nothing. I do it for free. <laughs> Fucking hell. John, you've oh, got... You okay, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> is everything all right? You know, we do those stories about people pooing in the street and yeah, people yeah. reporting it to police. Are we going to find Jonathan Carter doing that at some point? Yeah, and then like using it to write words on the pavement or something. <laughs> like a dirty protest. <laughs> if people are finding random poos in the Seven Bridge Tunnel, uh, yeah. we'll know why. <laughs> Danny Norman says, £5,000 and I'd be willing to create Willy Wonka's chocolate factory in my shorts. There's also a little song that goes, umpa lumpa doobity doo. Give me five grand and I'll do a poo. Umpa lumpa doobie dee dee. If a world record, I'd do it for free. Way. Hey, that's fantastic. Christmas number one. It's got that written all over it. So thank you for everyone that got so involved and thinking really hard about yeah. pooing yourself and the price that's worth. Yeah, perhaps too involved. <laughs> what is wrong with people? Tracy Else was in touch on Facebook and she says, My recent running bullshit. 40 mile weeks to train for three upcoming events, Peterborough Half Marathon, Fen 10 and my club's 10k. Why is it bullshit? Because despite standing in the starting pens and pouring rain for 40 minutes, Peterborough Half got cancelled due to a man acting suspiciously at Man 11. Better safe than sorry though, right? Then to get ill for the Fen 10 with some phantom illness, still yet to be diagnosed. I now feel relatively human, so should get to my club's race this coming weekend, but kissing goodbye to my PB attempt. 40 mile training weeks for no official results is my bullshit. Love you guys. Keep up the good work and a kissy emoji. Thank you. Kissy emoji back to you, Tracy. That sucks. But I mean, I guess it's good base, you know, good base training there. I mean, they say you don't, you don't lose that much fitness over a few weeks. So if you can shake off this illness and get back to it, hopefully, but then of course it's November now and there are no races. So was there... Was Peter Brother one we talked about the other week with the suspicious man, or is this another suspicious man? No, that was the one that was like the Great East oh, okay. Run or something. I don't know. Which oh, one. okay, I see. I was going to say, is this the same man? Is is he doing the rounds, the races? Is it a runner? <laughs> so well, as we've learned, there are very lots of very suspicious runners around. We don't. Yeah. Who knows what they're doing? <laughs> Pooing themselves by the sound of it. <laughs> I mean, that is that enough to call a race off? Probably not. I mean, it might be what, a slip hazard, himself? but I don't think you call. It's <laughs> <laughs> not calling a race off, is it? Depends if you're singing a song from Willy Wonka at the same time, probably. That is very <laughs> suspicious. quite suspicious and strange. Also, following up from the crazy prices of American races that we discussed whenever that was, last episode, the episode before, yeah. who knows, time means nothing anymore. Um, Toria Richards says, you know what's bullshit? The cost of entering races in America. $255 for Boston Marathon. Over $300 for New York, I'm assuming that's New York Marathon, NYC. Um, and that is before you pay to actually get there. I'm guessing that if London charged a similar entry fee, then there would be far fewer people in the ballot. Yeah, that's... Uh, that is ridiculous because, like we said before, I think London's like 40, 45 quid or something compared to like yeah, $300. It is, it is pretty cheap actually compared to a lot of the other ones. Even in the yeah. UK, London is not that badly priced. You can pay a no. similar amount for 10Ks in halves in a lot of few places as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, America is mental and will happily take more submissions of stupid prices in America. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Matt Jones emailed us and he says on holiday and saw this event advertised. I love the list of stuff that's included in the non-refundable $80 plus registration fee, which increased to $95 closer to the event. Basically, most stuff you get in the UK at a run for a quarter of the price. Now, he's given us the list here as well. And let me just go through it. A gender specific long sleeve shirt. I mean, do they need to include gender specific? That's of of course that's i don't know okay uh expo shopping experience at number pickup what what oh, great i i don't I, that's not i don't want that nope. <laughs> that's not what i want at all <laughs> customized bib with the first name spelled how you registered again <laughs> unnecessary detail reusable shopping bag for swag secure gear check boston qualifier and certified race course stocked with water and gatorade you're combining a couple of things there unique coastal medal fine Free finish line photo when bib is visible. Okay. Instant results with race wire sent to your email and sell. Hot clam chowder and soup station with vegan, gluten-free and dairy-free options at the finish line. Mm. Apple cider donuts. Downloadable finishes certificate. Love those. The best town volunteers and committee to support you. We need a citation there for that last one. We do need to know what town and... How are they judging the best? Yeah, what qualifies them as the best? We're going to need some evidence. Yeah, or else I'm going to have them under the trades description. Absolutely. Well, they're in America, so they don't fall under that. But still, that's a, what, it's a 50, 60 quid race. Uh, I don't know. It's not, it's not as bad as I thought it would be when he was saying, because there's there's some good things. I mean, anything with soup and chowder at the end, that's got to be pretty good. And donuts. And a free finish line photo. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, compared to some American races, that's not too bad. I just, I, I don't want an expo shopping experience. And I know what that means because when no. it was the same for bloody um, Reykjavik in that you yeah. had to walk through the expo after picking oh, up your number. There was no choice to get out. You had to walk through the expo. That's not what I want. I want to just pick my number up and leave and choose whether to go to the expo. I'm probably going to choose not to, uh, but I don't want an expo shopping experience. No, I'm not quite sure who does. <laughs> Though I guess a lot of people, they always seem to be busy though. So they seem to work, but ugh, not mm. our thing. No. Uh, we had another email from John Ornay, probably how to say it. He says, I love your podcast. I mean, I've got to say, first of all, that's a great way to get read out. If you just praise us first. Yeah. Or if you abuse us, that's also a good way to get basically anything, really. I mean, if you yeah. send in anything, we'll we'll read it out. Cause anything extremist, anything love or hey, we don't do middle of the road. You've got to be pretty extremist in your communications with us. Yeah. Though, to be fair, if someone just said, you know, the podcast is fine, I could leave it. I mean, I'd take that as well, to be honest. We take anything because we need content. <laughs> we do, yeah. Anyway, he says, I thought you might get a kick out of our sub two marathon relay last Sunday in West Michigan. In honor of Elliot Kipchoge's first ever sub two hour marathon, eh, sort of, I organized a marathon relay in Holland, Michigan, and recruited 44 other runners to run 210 200 meter laps to see if we could match or beat Kipchoge's time. It was a ton of fun, and we got it done in 1 hour 49.32. That's an average pace of 4 minutes 11 miles. Runners ranged in age from 8 to 55 years old and ran between 1 and 26 legs. Uh, John says he ran 26 of those 210 legs, shown off, and was feeling it for a few days. Crazy to imagine maintaining that pace for 26.2 miles solo. Eh, not solo. I actually reached out to Elliot to let him know about the event and to thank him for inspiring others and was shocked that he got back to me within 24 hours. What a cool guy. There's a more thorough recap and really cool highlight video available at sub2relay.com. That's the number two, sub2relay.com. The backstory to this, there's always a backstory to these. 
people go through so much stuff it's amazing in may 2019 i was hit by a car while cycling and needed major surgery on my right arm the crash was a wake-up call to start living the life i want to live in september four months post-surgery I completed the first ever swim to North Manitou Island, which is seven and a half miles in two hours 50. Three days later, set the cycling speed record across Michigan, which is 205 miles in eight hours and 17 minutes. My goal is to tackle one crazy adventure per month for the rest of this one life I have been given. The marathon relay was my fun event for October. Excited for many more adventures. Keep up the awesome work and I hope our paths cross in the future. That's really cool. Like all of that is really cool. The uh, marathon relay, fantastic. Yeah, I uh, love that. Two hundred. I assume this is like a perhaps an indoor track. It'd probably be easy to handle. Yeah, Two hundred and ten yeah. laps of that. I love that idea. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. And, and all that stuff. You, all the stuff you've done. Jesus, like swimming to an island and setting a speed cycling speed record. Like fair play. Yeah, so that means each of those two hundred meters would need to be about thirty-one seconds, which is pretty quick I, I don't think i've done a proper flat 200 but i remember a couple of years ago when we were doing 200 reps on an indoor track i think i got a couple at 29 seconds so that's mm. pretty much my sprint speed just for a bit of perspective there that's 200 meters each of those 200 meters in about 31 seconds and i yeah. you know imagine with these range of runners you had there some were a bit slower some a bit faster i'm pretty much any, yeah i'm pretty much anyone can run 200 meters can't they so yeah that's a great idea and i love all these kind of ridiculous uh, races and things that people do i think like next year i think perhaps a new feature we can do is some some of the more wackier races that are out there because there are mm-hmm. some really good ones i've collected a few already what actually take part in them as well oh god no Act- actually run <laughs> no not at all no i'm not gonna do that sounds fine then and he says i hope our paths cross i mean amy have you got any plans to go to west michigan at any point uh, if, if somebody wants to buy me that sounds really i was gonna say if someone wants to buy me a ticket out there but that sounds so dodgy <laughs> yeah, please yeah, don't, don't buy me a ticket to some random place <laughs> um, i'm sure it's lovely no not, not at the moment <laughs> okay fair enough and on twitter we've got a tweet from david sinclair and he says so hearing stuart on bullshit running talk about entering cardiff half twice sorry wait on what on what dave on what dave on, on bullshit running talk Were you, have you bullshit running talk podcast? Yeah, okay. Oh, well, bullshit running, talk about entering. Sorry, it's not what we're called, Dave. Thanks. But no, carry on. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, so hearing Stuart on running his bullshit, talk about entering Cardiff half twice by mistake, made me think about something. As you know, a bunch of us did the ghost run last week. Uh, it's like his running Cardiff, where you all dress up, Halloween sort of theme you run through some um, muddy fields. That's my sort of injection there. That's not from Dave, I'm just sort of explaining it for the listeners at home. As you know, a bunch of us did the ghost run last week. I posted a link for it a lot, together with a discount code. When I got there last Thursday, they couldn't find my name, so Joe at Run Walk Crawl added my name and assigned me a chip timer. Hearing Stuart talk about entering a race twice by mistake, though, made me think about maybe not entering one at all. Checked all my emails and I hadn't entered the race at all. I came 10th. Offered to donate to charity, but they said consider it a gift. (laughs) Amazing. That's not entering a race and still getting in anyway. That's not bad. That's a good technique to use. I might turn up to London like that. <laughs> oh, I don't think I, I can't find my registration. This is number. very embarrassing, but I can't find my details. <laughs> yeah, just just slip me a number. Okay, yeah. Well, you can try. Yeah. I will also point out it was actually Cardiff 10K. I entered twice by mistake. So Dave's not done well paying attention here, has he? 
<laughs> no, I think I need to proofread this thing because like, Dave, I can't, I need to be able to just read things. <laughs> that And that's hard enough. <laughs> that is taking a 10 minutes to read out. I'm going to have to edit a lot of that. <laughs> you poor thing. Speaking of poor things, here it is. Great. That's all we get in this week. No, that's good. Breaking news from the Conway Half Marathon this morning, who apparently will be disqualifying anyone seen dropping litter on the course. Um, so thanks for sending this in to Nicholas Boxall, obligatory mention Liz and Chris Whitmore. And weirdly, my dad also sent this to me. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I guess he just saw a thing about running in Wales and thought I'd be interested. Um <laughs> This is, I guess it's not a bad idea, is it? I think they said anyone that's dropping water bottles outside of like a water station zone or with a uh, marshal will yeah. be disqualified. And I kind of thought that's a good idea. It kind of seemed a little harsh to me at first, but I don't know what else you can do to discourage people. I think maybe again, they should make it quite clear where that zone ends as well. Because yeah. you tend to see like the water bottles sort of getting gradually sparse as you run, you know, as people mm. drop them. So there needs to be a defined cut-off point i think yeah i guess there would be but as chris whitmore said on twitter same thing i thought is um how many people do you actually see getting disqualified for wearing headphones yeah and it's, people yeah. still run no headphone races with massive headphones on not even like the earbuds massive headphones they don't get disqualified i don't no. think i don't think i've ever heard of anyone being disqualified for that so will they for this no, I think because you don't want to be that marshal pulling someone up who's just, you know, they're, they're just getting a PB. They're not going to win prize money or, or anything like that. You know, yeah. pulling them out of a race because they're wearing headphones. But I don't know. But I suppose some people would think they should be doing that because it's dangerous. Or you know. Yeah, I guess the threat of it should stop a lot of it happening at yeah. least. Yeah, and there are rules. So. Like, there are rules to races. Don't cut the course. Don't wear headphones. You know, all these things that you're supposed to do to make it oh, a fair God. race and to make it safe, you know? <laughs> Such a square, Amy. <laughs> no, you know what? Can you imagine being that marshal and just being there? And every time you see someone dropping a ball, just writing down that number, like 798-1162. And then at the end, I'm like, got a list for you. Yep. Take them off the results. <laughs> I think I'd kind of enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post the bottles back to them. It's <laughs> a good idea. And charge them for it, yeah. Um, the rest of the news we've got today is just All-American. Before we put this one in, just uh, earlier this afternoon, it was All-American news. Sorry, America, but there's a lot of bullshit happening mm-hmm. and we need to talk about off. it. Yeah, this next one is one I keep seeing um, on Facebook. Well, I keep seeing it everywhere, actually. On Facebook good. and Twitter. Yeah. And it's picked up uh, quite a bit of publicity. There's been even more bullshit spilling out of the now-shut-down Nike Oregon project. Mary Kane has come forward with allegations of abuse and bullying. You may not have heard of her, but she was considered the fastest girl in a generation and the youngest American track and field athlete to make a world championships team. She went from being a once-in-a-generation Olympic hopeful to having suicidal thoughts based on the win-at-all-cost culture and Salazar's apparent obsession with weight loss. The New York Times article says that a big part of the problem is that women and girls are being forced to meet athletic standards that are based on how men and boys develop. It got to the point where Mary lost her period for three and a half years and broke five bones. Um, There are also many, many other tweets and comments from fellow athletes and even coaches who worked under Salazar apologising for not stepping in. It's bizarre how Salazar can be this kind of the world's most famous coach and the Nike Oregon project and be so big, but they can be so fucking stupid with things like this and just the way they mistreat like young girls in particular, it seems. And they were just, you know, the article goes on, they were just obsessed with them losing weight. And they were talking Mm -hmm. about one 
Uh, I think she was like a world champion sprinter. And all they talked about, she's got her butt is too big. She needs to lose that. And they said, well, this other woman's done this and she's got a big butt. Yeah, but it was too big. She could have been quicker without it. And just mm-hmm. obsessed with it. And just yeah, that yeah. thing of, because obviously women have higher body fat than men do mm-hmm. generally. And so mm-hmm. I think the same thing here. They were trying to meet athletic standards based on men and boys. And like to not have different standards for women is just really bizarre. How can you be that good and be that backward on things like that. Yeah, I mean, anyone with a basic understanding of health and biology, man or woman, should know that if, if a woman loses her period, that's a sign that she's not healthy. That's when it tips yeah. over to that being light enough to race and, and at your yeah. peak performance to being unhealthy and actually weak, you know, becoming weak. Yeah, well, breaking five bones is yeah. the giveaway there. Yeah, but yeah, the exactly. thing is. I think that just didn't matter to them because they just wanted her to win. Okay, she yeah. hasn't got a period for, for a few years. Fine, whatever. They don't care. If she's going to mm-hmm. win, That then it's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had to... Uh, she said she was eating energy bars in her room afterwards, after mealtimes, because the meals are so small, they weren't mm-hmm. enough. So she had to kind of sneak food in her own room so people didn't see her to have mm-hmm. a go at her for eating too much. But it's happened to a few others as well. She was in an advert a few years ago uh, with a gymnast as well, and the same kind of thing happened to the gymnast. She was this kind of young... Uh, kind of rising star and she's had to stop as well because she was so unhealthy more fun news a 16 year old cross-country runner was disqualified from her best run of the season because she was wearing a hijab which violated uniform rules nor alexandria abu karam has been running for three years in the same gear which included a gray nike hijab there was a lineup before the race and one of her teammates was called for having some stripes in her shorts so she was allowed to go and change her shorts There was further discussion in which Noor overheard an official who looked at her and said, don't tell her now, wait till after. She ran, her team did well and qualified for the regional championships, but it wasn't until she looked at the results to see she wasn't included. When she asked about it, she was simply told it was because of the hijab. The uniform rules for this organisation are not actually detailed in writing. They're completely based on discretion and her coach will now have to get a waiver to allow her to wear the head covering for all future meetings. Uh, there were some other tweets there from former officials and people who knew all about this organization, these series of races. And they say the uniform rules are really loose and are pretty much you can allow anything or you can call anything, basically, mm-hmm. if you think it's outside of the uh, guidelines. Mm-hmm. And I just think what an absolute pussy of an official to mm-hmm. not challenge her before the race, not give her an opportunity to change, not tell her she's disqualified. Just cross out her name on the results and post it up and walk away. It's just all really ridiculous. Like, why does it matter? Why does it matter yeah. if she wants to wear and those like hijabs? That's what they're made for. For the, the Nike mm. ones are for when you're doing sport and yeah, things like it's that. I don't get what the big deal is. Like, yeah, her teammate had stripes that weren't allowed because of the uniform rules, but she's wearing her hijab for a different reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I mean, a if I was wearing, if I'm wearing my running with BS buff pulled down over my head like in kind of snud style that's kind of it looks very similar mm. you know it's just got your face out mm. yeah. i'm not saying it's the same thing obviously not um but it's effectively the same in terms of running it doesn't affect running in any way mm. it's not helping you it's not no. holding you it's not affecting anyone else 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I get if they, if they have strict uniform rules, but usually in any form of uniform rules, in, in most places, most institutions, allowances are made for like religious and like cultural things like that, aren't they? Yeah. You know, it's just one of those so, things. So yeah, she will now, she will now have a waiver and her coach is going to make sure she's got that waiver so she can still run in the next set of championships. But God, what a ball like to have people, to go through that in the yeah. first place. Why are people so ridiculous? Most people just say, yeah, she's wearing a hijab. It's fine. Like it's... Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> and now Amy finishes off with this one because I've shared this one on the show, Shorts, and people love this story, by which I mean they hate it. Yeah, yeah. So this is further reasons to never go to America, <laughs> ever. So when a 68-year-old trail runner felt an irritation in her eye, she flushed it out with water only to find a wriggling half-inch roundworm <laughs> pop out. And then another, not just one, then another. Uh, she went to an eye doctor who removed a third. That's a third wriggling half-inch roundworm from her eyeball. From her eye, yes. Uh, from her eyeball, yes. Just to keep reminding people of this. <laughs> After tests, doctors concluded that it was a type of eyeworm that's only been reported in humans once before and comes from cows. It is thought she became infected after running the Californian trails and rounding a corner into a swarm of flies that she had to swat away and spit out. Something that we've all experienced before. Um, She found one more worm and is now fine. I love this poor man. She found one more worm and she's now fine. She's like, yeah, four worms. That's, that's it. The jobs are good. In. I'm fine. I'm fine. Now. That, that'll do. Fine. Yeah, that will do. That's enough worms for one day. Uh, doctors are now worried that this may be an emerging disease that is jumped from animals to humans. So be careful out there on those trails. That's terrifying. The thing is, I'm very used to in the summer running into gnats on Cardiff Bay and just, you know, spitting some out and getting some out of my eyes. But I think I might have nightmares about this now. This is horrific. Every time our listeners now run into a swarm of flies, they're going to be thinking, I wonder if I get worms in my eyes. Yeah, check your eyes for <laughs> eye worms. I guess just wear contact lenses. I, I, I still think they go down the sides of your eyes they into go down like, the, your eye socket. Oh my God. It's not like into your pupil. <laughs> that's the that's, image. That's not that where they're going. going. That's the image. No, that that's, that's not how eyes work at all, Amy. <laughs> And the one is burrowing right down in there. <laughs> I know I'm not a doctor. <laughs> okay. uh, next up, we've got our interview with Kerry Aldridge, who's a local runner. And, well, I'll say it on the recording. I'm joined by Kerry Aldridge. She's another runner and a fundraiser from Cardiff that we run into every now and then. And she particularly came to our attention after the London Marathon, as she was another one of the back of the pack runners who was treated so badly. So before we get into that, Kerry, could you give us a little bit of your background and how you got into running? Yeah, so um, um, I'm Kerry or Kez, and I've got short ass little legs. Um, (laughs) Is that a medical term? Yeah, yeah, I think it is actually. Okay, yeah. One of my fr- one of my friends um recently had a look online as the definition of a midget, and apparently I um actually meet the definition of a vi- midget because of my height. So, nice. you know, perhaps it is a um, technical term, but there we go. Um, anyway, I woke up on New Year's Day two thousand and eighteen, and had to be completely brutally honest with myself. I was unhappy, unhappy about my size, unhappy that I wasn't really as active as I had been. I'm a mum of a four-year-old, well, he's five now, but he was four at the time, and I was conscious he was going to be starting school, and I thought if I could stop him from being bullied for having a fat mum, that was the best, you know, the best thing I could do for him, really. 
Um, but it must have been fate because as I was having a chat with my friends and having a moan about all of this, I was flicking through Facebook as you do, looking at all the New Year's messages, and this ad popped up for a plus size ladies running club in Cardiff. Mm. And the rest, they say, is history. <laughs> What's that club? Sorry, I don't, I'm not sure I know about that. So basically, there were there's a woman, amazing woman called Janine, who runs a plus size ladies boot camp. And she was also doing a plus size ladies running club to get um, people moving. And our aim was to do the race for life in Cardiff. Mm-hmm. So basically, we were all plus size ladies. We went along on a Saturday afternoon and we moved for 5K. I'm going to say moved because we did the distance, but largely we were walking, a bit of walk running. And what we did over a period of time was increased our running, decreased our walking. So we got to do Race for Life. Um, they all gave up and I carried on running, really, because I sort of fell in love with it. Um, crazy that sounds. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my next thing there. It's like, what is it that kept you running? Um, I think it's the fact that I feel free. When I go out running, um, I can be just me. I've got no labels attached to me. I'm not anyone's mum. I'm not anyone's wife, um, you know, and I'm just me. And it's that feeling of freedom where I can just completely get lost in myself and I can do it. Yeah, I might not be um, Mo Farah. I might not be fast, but I can move my little ass legs and I can get from A to B. And I thought, you know what? There's loads of people out there who can't run. So while I can, let's just go for it. Yeah, I guess it's just that simplicity, isn't it? It appeals to so many yeah, people. Definitely. Um, and I've met so many people that it appeals to. Although I think whoever said that running is free is a complete and utter liar. <laughs> because it is not free. The amount of money I've spent on races and trainers and kit, it ain't free, but it is um, good. The little project (laughs) I had before I did this podcast, I used to do um, running videos and pretty much my first one that got, well, I think the most views on it as well was just how simple running is. All you need is a pair of trainers and then another pair of trainers (laughs) and then some socks and then some shorts and then a waistband and then a backpack (laughs) and then just kept listing all the things that you need. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so how long was it from that race for life, which is about July, isn't it? So we're in about July 2018 yeah. before yep. the London Marathon popped its head up. Well, it actually popped its head up before that, if I'm oh, honest. Okay. Um, what happened was one of my best friends run London 2018, mm-hmm. you know, the real hot marathon. Yes. And it was crazy because I just got caught up in that hype. And I remember talking to her on the Saturday night um, and I found myself signing up for Cardiff Half Marathon. I couldn't even run 10K at that point, (laughs) but I got caught up in the hype of running. And she came back from London and she just told me this amazing story of what it was like, of how, you know, how amazing it was for runners. And I was like, do you know what? I want a piece of that. Um, So... I decided that I was going to sign up and I um, signed up for the ballot, kept it a secret because I thought people might have me committed if they found out that I was going to do this. And then I decided that actually, do you know what, if I'm going to say I'm going to run the London Marathon, I need to get a charity place and I need to actually go for it. 
So I remember as clear as day this, um, my husband was upstairs putting my little boy to bed and I sent him a text message because I was too coward to talk to him at the time and said, (laughs) I've got this crazy ass idea, but I will only do it if you will support me. What do you think if I said I was going to run a London Marathon and I was going to run it for this charity and I said the charity... And then I remember sat there waiting for his text reply, feeling really sick. And all it came back was, go for it. So there there it was then. I thought, right, I'm going to apply. And it was after Race for Life in July that I found out that Mm -hmm. I had actually got the place. Um, And so, yeah, the um, seeds were there, really. And um, I just carried on going for it. Fantastic. So that was a, a really early target then you had. Yeah. Um, so I guess if we skip forward a little bit, as it turns out on the day, it wasn't the experience that you perhaps expected. Oh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to drag this up again. Yeah. I know you've told the story a few times now. It, do you know what? It's one of those things that with hindsight, I don't think I was ever meant to have the London Marathon experience. Hmm. Um. But do you know what? I went there on that morning. I went to Blackheath and met all these runners. And that part of it was absolutely amazing. Hmm. Um, Oh, my God. The tears were flowing. Um, I don't know how many times I queued up to go to the toilet um, with all the other runners. Um, But it was absolutely amazing. And I thought, you know what? This is it. I've arrived. I'm going to do it. Don't get me wrong. I was always nervous. I knew I'd do the distance, but the time thing was going to be my issue. Hmm. But I had no idea what was going to happen. I've grown up watching the London Marathon. I remember sitting, watching the London Marathon as a little girl, blubbing at everybody's stories on, you know, on Tower Bridge, you know, London Bridge, um, saying about why they were running and all the charities. Um, and I thought that that was the experience you get, you know. Everyone had talked to me about that being your moment, about the wall of sound and everything. And then it just wasn't like that. No. Um, and yeah, do you know, it was, it's one of the hardest, but one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. So, do you know what? It was really, really difficult, but I think I was never meant to have that experience. And one of my friends actually said to me, do you know what? If you weren't such a shit runner, you would have never made, never raised so much money or, or awareness yeah. for your charity. So, do you know what? Actually, all, you know, Tongue in cheek, she is actually probably right, isn't she? I would have just been just Joe Bloggs, one of the thousands and thousands of runners. But mm. um, yeah, what a crazy experience. <laughs> yeah, I had a look at your fundraising page and it said on there the target was £1,500. Yeah. <laughs> How much did you raise in the end? Um, with gift aid, 13000 oh that's amazing what was the charity so the charity was the miscarriage association Mm -hmm. which is a charity really close to my heart um as i say when i thought about it there was only one charity that i would run for um and i think it was really important that i got my husband's agreement um not because i need his agreement because he knows i'm a stubborn bugger and i would have gone and done it anyway (laughs) but it is something that miscarriage is part of our story um and it's something that we never really publicly talked about and I think particularly for men and particularly for my husband it's it's a difficult subject to talk about so I needed to have I needed him to say do you know what it's okay um Mm -hmm. 
because I knew I knew I was going to have to be brave and talk about my experiences. But again, I had no idea how far my story was going to go. Um, so, yeah, but um, yeah, it's definitely it's a charity really close to my heart. And I'm surprised at how many people it does affect. You know, they say that sort of like one in four pregnancies end in miscarriage um, and it's still very much, I think, quite a taboo subject. People don't talk about. So I did it for my five angels and for everybody that's had to go through the heartbreak and miscarriage. Yeah, well, £13,000 is incredible. And he said he kind of that uh, message from, of yours really got elevated because of this bad news. So at least something came out of it. Yeah. What did you think of the response from London Marathon, both initially and kind of now? Um initially um there wasn't much of a response and mm. i remember i'd gone and i'd spoken on um bbc radio and it had been in the press and the next thing i saw um one of the um, online articles got updated to say that the london marathon had given me an apology and i was like but no one's spoken to me so initially i was like wait a minute, there's almost a wall of silence, um, mm. you know, what's going on here. But I did write um, an open letter to um, the London Marathon and to Hugh, just to say basically that, you know, from, I know obviously London is one of the majors, but I think what London, why it is so different and why it appeals to so many is because it is sold as the, as the people's race and it is sold as a massive, massive event for fundraising. And so, I, you know, my, my plea to them in the letter was, do you know what, either make an elitist major or really, really mean it when you say it's everybody's race. Mm-hmm. Um And then I had a phone call from one of Hugh's teams and I thought, you know what, he is actually listening to me. He wants Mm. to know my experience and learn from that. And they talked about how they were going to do an investigation. But to be honest, I was still quite sceptical. I thought, okay, let's just see what happens. And then it came back with, you know, with the result of their investigation and sort of like an apology, really, and that they accepted responsibility for some of the things which had happened. Um, And I was like, oh, my goodness, people have actually listened. They have listened to the experiences of those at the back and they do want to make it better. And ultimately, that's that's all that I ever wanted was for people to hear because in the immediate aftermath I had quite a few messages from all over the country well even all over the world but I had messages from marathon runners who had run London met quite a few years ago and said do you know what it was the same then mm. and it blew me away because I had no idea it was like that so I thought do you know what if it's something can change for the better um, then, you know, it's really important that that does, that does happen. So I'm really hopeful. I think the proof will be in the pudding come next April. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you know what? I'm always, I always try to be a glass half full person. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and just see what happens next April. Yeah, it does seem 
all the noises they've made have been positive. All the changes they're going to be making do look like they're going to be the right thing. So you're going to be back there in April. Yep. Um, you have decided to go for it again. Um, yep. Will there be more fundraising involved there? Absolutely. So before I got given, so basically what they done after the investigation was they decided to give everybody who finished seven hours plus a free place. But prior to that, I'd already contacted the miscarriage association because do you know what i thought i've got a score to settle i want to go back and the miscarriage association had offered me a place so what i've done is i've handed back my charity place so that they can get another runner but i'm treating the place that i have been given as if it is a fundraising place so as far as i'm concerned i've got to raise exactly the same amount as i had to raise last time um but i am determined to beat that amount because I want to I want to show people that I deserve to be there. I want to show people that I am a runner, that I deserve to be there, but that you can still raise money for charity. Fantastic. You've been doing more kind of uh, charity work and awareness work with every run accounts as well. I've seen that a lot on Twitter from you. Yeah, so um, I started using the hashtag every run accounts um, not long after um, uh, London and it's sort of... Um, stuck and people started using it and so as part of my fundraising I got some wristbands made with every run accounts I then had somebody contact me and said do you know what I can do you some t-shirts so I'm getting the message out there and you know what has been amazing people have been sort of paying it forward so I've had people that started off with my friends who bought say about five or six of the wristbands and then when they were out running if they saw somebody that they that was running who was finding it hard they gave them a wristband and so I've had people I know I've had people like commenting on Facebook I don't know what this every run accounts is but somebody just came up to me and gave me this wristband and then they've bought wristbands and they've done the same thing that is amazing. so and I think that that's the message I want to get out there is that every runner does count you know i love i love watching fast runners i love watching them break the world records get their pbs but you know what i love to see that person who just laces up their trainers and tries and that's what i love particularly about park running stuff is you see everybody and for me that is the whole notion of every runner counts yeah that's fantastic you know we've talked about all kinds of things on the podcast to do with body shape and gender and ability as well so it's yeah this is kind of a perfect little message for us as well about everyone's you know especially at parkrun on the start line everyone's the same it's a really kind of even equal playing field it yeah. kind of doesn't matter about all those other things exactly and i think that's the main thing you know it really doesn't matter what you look like how long you're going to take we're all out there doing the same thing. And not, I would say 90% of the running community has just embraced me and accepted mm. me. And I mean, God, look at me. I don't really look like a runner. As I say, I'm a short ass plus size woman who everything sort of jiggles about when I run. But I love it. And I love watching people and I love the runners that support me and I love supporting runners back. And I think, yeah, do you know what? I would love, I would love to really get that message out there, spread it far and wide, you know, have people wearing the Every Runner Counts t-shirts, have them wearing the wristbands and be proud to say, let's come together as a community. 
you know, yes, there's a place for elite runners, but actually we're a community movement and we're saying doesn't matter what you look like, as long as you're out there with your trainers on, every run accounts. Where would people find you and kind of every run account stuff online um so at the moment it's all on my facebook page but i will say watch your space because i have secured the rights to www.everyrunaccounts.co.uk um and i'm in the middle of developing that so but i am on instagram i am on twitter and i am on facebook um and people can find it there um but as i say eventually it will spread and what I'm hoping to do is with the website I really want it to be a feel you know a feeling of celebration of running um Mm -hmm. and celebrating every runner and what are your twitter and instagram handles so my instagram is crazy crazy kezar and my twitter is keza79 Okay, we'll have to tweet those out just to make sure people get the right ones. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Definitely need people to find you. Um, the final question we ask all of our guests, what is the most bullshit thing about running? The most bullshit thing about running for me is having bloody short-ass legs and that I have to take about four strides more than the average Joe runner who's taller than me. And so my poor little legs are running ten to the dozen and also... I have to say, chafing when you when you are a bit of a plus size runner. Do you know what? Oh my god, that is the most bullshit thing. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad. I'm glad we're back to chafing. We started this podcast a year ago with a lot of talk about chafing. And I'm, <laughs> I'm always glad to bring it back because we all go through it, and Absolutely. it has to be discussed. <laughs> uh, Kerry, thank you so much uh, for you. joining us. Um, I think it would be great to perhaps hear from you and Liz after the London Marathon as well. We can get you both together for your reflections and see if it has improved because we really yep. hope that it has. And yep. uh, obviously we'll tweet out all your links for fundraising as well. Brilliant. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. So those social media handles again, just to spell them out a bit better for you. On Twitter, she's at Kez, K-E-Z underscore A79. On Instagram, it's crazy underscore k-e-z-z-a-a and on facebook it's kez's great big marathon journey we shall put all of those on our own socials and hopefully you can follow her and help support her with some of that fantastic charity work she's doing and just share some of her stuff just get that message out there just a little bit more so what's happening next in the world of stuart <laughs> uh, not really much it's kind of a quiet time of year we said before we're kind of into november december it's not really that much exciting running happening so I have just started my marathon planning because I did enter Newport Marathon. I said the other week I was thinking about it. I now have entered. I will finally actually do a marathon. And I've done my planning, which is kind of the most fun bit of the whole thing, I think. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the bit I enjoy and then not doing it. <laughs> yes. Well, I intend to actually do mine. So yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. kind of just planned out my long runs, distances and kind of places I want to run, try and make it a bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that should be fun. Amy, are you going to... Please don't do too much next week. I know you're not going to anyway, but you, know, <laughs> you, you need to have a little rest. <laughs> I know. I've, I've been doing crazy mileage over the last few months. And this this uh, illness was a wake-up call that I just need to rein it back in. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank you, Papa John. <laughs> God bless Papa. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I do, I do want to go out for a run at some point next week, but I'm not sure when that will be. I'm going to see how I feel. And... I don't know what I'm going to do now. It's probably going to be like starting back at the bloody beginning with feeling weak and 
having not really run much over the last few months anyway. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, this is like starting from ground zero, getting it, you know, yeah. getting rid of it all and then just building it back up to be a better, stronger person than I was before. And that's my that's my motivation. <laughs> that's an inspiring and energising message to yeah, finish that, on. Thank you, when, Amy. When I'm speaking at big sports expos and they're saying, Amy, how did, how did you do it? How did you run a sub two-hour marathon? like in an actual marathon and I'll say yeah. well what I did was when I was when I was just a youngster when I was 29 I uh, I stopped running for a few months and then I ate a Papa John's pizza and was sick all over my bathroom floor and then I had an epiphany and I came back stronger than before and from that day I knew that I would run a sub two hour marathon and that would be my goal and I worked for it and I did it so god bless Papa John wow thank you Amy <laughs> You heard it here first, everyone. That, that is going to happen. That is yep. Amy's early New Year's resolution. Yep, run us up to our marathon. It's good to have goals, isn't it? It's nice. Yep, yep. And the other thing that isn't running, that's oh, like yeah. my personal life, which I thought about, uh, should be moving house over the next few weeks. Basically, moving to the studio. Cool. Is it going to have a working toilet? It's going to have a working toilet. It's going to have a working Ooh. toilet. It's going to have a special running as BS studio like with really? all fancy equipment well, it's not going to have all fancy equipment it's going to be the same as here but in another another place but yeah <laughs> cool well that's that's fantastic thank you so yeah. much the so in. update in my personal life and like i said keep buying the buffs because um absolutely yeah that will hopefully pay for my mortgage <laughs> yeah that'll be terrific <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, if you want to contact us on Twitter and share your running is bullshit stories, please do. It's at running is BS. You can also Facebook us running is bullshit or send us something longest. Tell us a nice story. Running is ball at gmail.com. Later, alligator. We still don't know how to sign off, do we? 27 <laughs> episodes in. See ya. See ya, mate. That'll do. That's fine. Bye. Oregon, 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 Oregon. It's Oregon, isn't it? Yeah.